Hey, Matt. Hey, I'm Mr. Dave. How are you? I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are you, buddy? Matt, I am. I am doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm trying to call you from my iPhone today. Having a little technical issues with my computer, so uh, we'll see how the iPhone meeting works. Technology is great when it works. <laughs> Hey, so I thought it would be a good conversation today, and I know we could go on forever on this topic, which was, how, it's kind of a three-part question. How much should you be spending on marketing? And then if you're not, why aren't you spending on marketing? And if you are, how are you measuring kind of the ROI, the return on the investment? Are you getting your, how do you know if it's working if you do spend money on marketing? Well, let's. What do, what do you think of? I, my first, my first thing is going to be um, how much should you spend on marketing you should spend zero on marketing and everybody's gonna okay everybody's gonna go what you don't spend love it. money on marketing you invest in marketing and marketing gives you a return there is no such thing as spending on money marketing because well let me rephrase that there is testing marketing but if you're spending money on marketing it's not marketing it's advertising <laughs> there's a difference there is two there are two different things advertising is oh they call it branding they call it they call it all these different things and unless you've got a budweiser budget you're just going to burn through tons of cash that's what's wrong with venture capital companies that's, but marketing is targeted toward a, a, a specific audience and you test market, and when I say you test market, you spent, you create, you you write copy, you you create videos, all these different things that you do, and then you test it. You might spend uh, five hundred dollars, you might spend a thousand dollars, but you're test marketing at this point to know your return, and so it that's that is the how much should you spend on marketing. You test market until you find something that brings in $2 of profit for every dollar you spend, and then you grow your company as big as you ever want. Um, it's been said, I believe it's David Garfinkel who said it, um, nothing will destroy a bad product quicker than good marketing. <laughs> um, and so, but if you've got a good product, a good service, you can take care of your customers and you, you couple that with good marketing, you can grow to any size. Um, so you shouldn't spend money on marketing. You, you could sh spend money on test marketing, but you shouldn't be spending money. It becomes an investment where you know a return, which is really what you brought up last, which was what's the ROI? How do you figure that out? But um, So that's my take on how much should you spend on marketing. What's your take on how much should you spend on marketing? No, I like that. That's actually good stuff. I would say going along those same lines that um, I see guys that don't spend any money on marketing and they don't spend any money at all. And so they wonder why their company flounders around. And then I see guys that say they'll spend money on marketing, but they don't have a full funnel built. In other words, they'll, they'll do flyers. They'll do uh, uh, an ad. They'll do some, try to do some, uh, uh, Google AdWords or something. And they'll say, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. Oh, I tried it and I didn't work. But really what they tried was a tactic 
I tried Facebook ads, they didn't work. I tried flyers, they didn't work. But they didn't have a strategy behind that, which goes into, you know, what's your unique selling proposition? What is your marketing message? We talked about this the other uh, couple of weeks ago. Do I have a message that I can deliver? And then am I going to advertise or market that same message so my ideal clients, customers raise their hands? And then do I have a process, you know, like we talked about it before, identify your target market. Who are they? What's the message I deliver? Let's get a lead magnet so they raise their hands. And then let's get them to respond. And then, then what do I do? You know, you need a, you need a follow-up system after that, right? You can't just generate 100 leads and then your staff answers the phone and they go, uh, hey, we got a guy calling in, but I don't know what to say. So my point is it needs to be a targeted with the right message with a follow-up pattern and then return on investment. I spent a thousand bucks and we got two new clients. You know, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to use my real estate investment company because this is a perfect example of um, marketing. So the real estate investment business is enormously, enormously competitive right now. Everybody and their brother is a real estate investor. Okay. It happens every time money is cheap. So everybody becomes an investor and probably 20 to 35% of the people in the marketplace know what they're doing. And I've been investing since 1992. So I, I'm experienced, but I'm not as experienced as, you know, some people are buying multifamily. There's, I mean, everybody's different levels of experience, but uh, we've bought a lot of properties, but the market is extremely competitive. So we have been, um, I use automated dialers. I use a lot of different things. Every one of them is measurable. Everything I use is measurable. There's a reason I, I'm saying this. Automated dialers are not working anymore because on your caller ID, you'll get something that says spam likely. Well, so that stopped working. I'd been using them for two years and it stopped working about eight months ago because things change. So um, that being said, so I started doing mailers. And the mailers weren't bringing a very high return, 0 .00, you know, percent. But I added a step in there. Uh, so they were, we were taking a letter where we brought them to a landing page. And the landing page had an opt-in. They had to give me their name and email address. And then I could, you know, give them a free report on, on how they could sell their property for, uh, you know, for full, full price. That being said, that had a very low percentage. I added a 17-minute video. I think I told you this offline, but I added a 17-minute video on that landing page, and our results, I also tweaked the letter. Our results went to 17%. We bought two houses on um, about, well, about 50 letters. So the, the numbers went through the roof because we were doing something very different than the competition. But when marketing works, it works. And, um, and because we were in a position to be able to buy those properties that, you know, the way we purchased, it worked, but we went from very low percentages. And that's why it's so important. You, you try tactics until you get something that works. You can't give up. I've, I do in my coaching business, I do Facebook ads and sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Facebook literally just changed their algorithms to where if you mention 
you can't mention the word money. You can't mention the word. There's so many words that you can't use in your ad now. If you say money, Facebook won't allow you to run the ad. Um, yesterday, um, a guy I know is a cigar company, and YouTube is no longer allowing tobacco products on their YouTube channel. So, therefore, this guy was really – I'm just giving you examples that marketing changes – and you can't put yeah, yeah, yeah. on any one marketing channel. So I got off that because you on that tangent because you brought up tactics, and it's so true. Tactics do change and need to change constantly, but marketing works. That's actually really good. I like that. The uh, <laughs> all right. So tell me why some people uh, don't spend money on marketing because they think they're spending money on marketing. I mean, it's like. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's because they don't expect a return because they hire. I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, back in, I want to say, 2002, maybe 2003, I was, I was trying to grow my company. And it's, Matt's, I, I'm getting a kick out of you. You're like going in circles. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. My, my chair is on wheels today. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> so... I, w I hired this guy to help me improve my website and he made the website okay. look phenomenal. He did all these things, made the website look phenomenal. I paid him $7,500. This was in 2002. It was a fair amount of money, and, but it didn't help me at all. Why? Because the message was not changed. You could have the crappiest looking website, but if you say the right things and do the right things, you'll attract an audience. So why don't people spend money on marketing? Because they think the $7,500 they spent on the website, they think that's marketing. No, that's graphics. That's graphic design. That's not marketing. Um, I, I mean, how many people spend money, like they get a call from the Jaguars or the Braves, hey, advertise on the fence. It'll make you, you know, it'll make great branding and, and so they do that and they don't get a person, they don't get a single lead and they spend $25,000, not one lead. That's not marketing. What's on that sign is marketing. I mean, you can't say it any. So why don't people spend money on marketing? It's 100% it's because they think they have to spend money on marketing. You spend a little bit of money on finding marketing that works. Um, the real question should be, where should you spend your money on marketing? That should be the real right. That's what I think we're getting at because because I totally agree with you. I think people who don't spend money on marketing are afraid. I think they're afraid to spend money on marketing because they don't know if it'll work. They don't know if they have the right message. Actually, maybe they're confident they don't have the right message, right? Um, so they don't want to spend the money because they kind of deep down know they don't have it fine-tuned they don't have a message fine-tuned they don't know what to do if they got a lead they don't have a good way to convert that lead how do we turn that person into a client how do we follow up to stay in touch and drip on them if they don't become a client immediately so it's almost like I'm, I'm just afraid so I'm just not gonna do anything that actually so. is probably closer to the truth and I, I, we're really going deep into some truth today because people, <laughs> okay so we're gonna go down we're gonna bring this down to fear is why people yeah. don't do marketing. They're afraid. There's so many things they're afraid of. They're afraid to lose money. They're afraid 
that it won't work. They're afraid that it might work. <laughs> right, right. They're afraid that if, if it does work in a big way that they can't service the client. That's a lot of fear. Um, my question with all that fear in place would be to a person, why are you in business? I mean, <laughs> we all have fears. We all have, I mean, we all have obstacles we face, but marketing, I believe, is the backbone of every successful business. One thing that every successful company on the planet, all of them have it, and it's a phenomenal marketing system. And right. if, if you, like I said earlier, you know, good marketing will destroy a bad product very quickly. But if you got a good product and service, uh, good marketing, you can really grow fast. And so I think where people ought to spend money is on proven uh, methods of marketing, uh, which there's many books out on copywriting. Um, I, you know, I teach copywriting in our courses, in the courses, in almost every course that I teach on my blog, I'm constantly teaching what's good copywriting. How do you, how do you, write something in such a way that you're going to attract your ideal pro prospect. And um, it's all based around marketing lead magnets, Matt, you've got a great lead magnet. And, but that lead magnet, why is it a great lead magnet? Because it tells your clients um, how you're going to solve their problem or make their life better. And when you, when you tell people that if they have the problem, you know, if, if they have an itch, they'll buy the itch cream, right? I mean, um, <laughs> right, exactly right. Uh, so, you know, that's what marketing is. You, you know, they say sell the sizzle, not the steak. Um, if you can sell the flavor, that's beyond that. That the flavor is emotional. You know, there's a, there's a reason that um, that companies who who like Ruth Chris. Uh, you look at their steak ads. The steak is always so perfect, and it's always like got a, a little glass of red wine right behind it. They are selling not just the, the, the food. They're actually selling atmosphere in that ad, and it's, it's so subconscious, but that's good marketing. That's why they're a successful restaurant, because they've taken a picture without any words and, and got to the emotional level of flavor, because you know that steak is going to be if you're if you're a beef eater that you know that steak's going to be good, um, you know it pairs well with wine. You can tell by the lighting around the steak and the wine that the lighting is has an ambiance that is uh, very appealing. And you're, I mean, all that in a picture. There's so many things I, to a picture without words, other than the words Ruth Chris or their logo, right? And so you know what it is. So I, mean, I like your idea of getting into the uh, let's figure out and test something, right? So it's almost like, I guess what I'm getting at here would be like, if I looked at, okay, I should, I'm thinking about, I'm a, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up. I'm a landscape guy. I'm going to do flyers. I'm going to do mail postcards. I'm going to put up flyers in the neighborhoods that I'm working in already, or I don't know what else you might try. But I guess the point would be, come up with three different things to test, three different marketing strategies to test. 
again, we, you and I would make the argument, make sure you get the right message, right? Whatever that is, what, how are you different or how are you going to be better? Are, are you cheaper? Are you faster? Are you easier? Are you, I'm really good at whatever. Um, and then test it, right? So we're going to test the direct mail campaign postcards and see what kind of money I got. And next month I'm going to pay, well, handing stop. out flyers. Let's stop at the postcard for a minute. So in this yeah. day and age, um, I would always have a reason in the call to action to go to, let's say we send, you send out, let's just say 5,000 postcards. Okay. So now you've spent 2,500 bucks roughly, uh, depending on who printed them and what have you. It might be as low as, you know, 2,000 bucks, but it's going to cost you in that range for 5,000. So you send out 5,000 and, but you would never send out 5,000 if you didn't know they would work. You'd start with a thousand. So let's just say you right. send a thousand. So now you're going to spend 500 bucks. Now you're spending, okay? Because you're test marketing to see if your message on that card is appealing. Now what you're going to yeah. do, you're going to drive them in most cases to a landing page or a text opt-in. Send me a text and we'll send you a coupon uh, for your first, uh, well, if you sign up for a monthly loan service, we'll cut your first, we'll cut it the first time for free. And so, of course, what are you actually going to do? You're going to build them the first month, but you're going to give them one extra week, what you're going to do. So that being said, now the opt-in is traceable to the mailer. So how do you measure results? Well, I can tell you that there were 40, before me getting on this call, 40 people hit my website, I, was, I think it's 42, hit my website today. Um, and, and, and out of that, I had about a 3% opt-in, which sucks, okay? <laughs> but that being said, those are the numbers that I'm always trying to improve. So what can I say? You know how often I change the text on my website? Probably once a week is I'm always tweaking. And I sometimes those numbers go down, but I'm trying to get the highest opt-in rate possible. And where am I doing those ads? YouTube, Facebook, um, you know, this show on the, between you and I, and we're doing this on LinkedIn and, and, and other platforms. But it's gotta be measurable. And that's how you know, okay, is that postcard working? What would be success for the postcard? Well, you gotta have a reason to drive them somewhere. So that's what makes it measurable. Um, okay, we sent out a thousand postcards. Um, Twenty-two people texted us. We sold um, three. We're talking landscapers now. We sold three. We got three customers out of a thousand. So you spent five hundred dollars, and you got three hundred sixty dollars a month. Your return on investment is two months, and you're in a profit. You know, simple. I mean, simple. Right. Right. Yeah. The, so you're reminding me, so I was talking, I have one of my uh, financial advisors who's a coaching client of mine talking about marketing and strategy and how much do they spend. Of course, they don't spend a lot of money on marketing, uh, financial and CPAs and insurance, but notoriously not, notoriously frugal people don't want to spend a lot of money on marketing. But then you go back and to ask a question, like we've, we've talked about this, what works so well that I quit doing it, right? And you start to uncover what has been working well for them and the point that I got to was, well, then that's what we should do more of. And that's where you should spend your money. They, she does really well when she gives, when she's educated, she's a good teacher. 
So when she gives talks or speeches about uh, retirement planning or social security planning, or, or those are kind of her topics, right? So the money she should spend would be, how do I get more of those opportunities? Well, this is, this, right? I, I literally from, I, I could tell as financial planner. So what brought this up, the Ruth Chris idea was yeah. I got a, I got a, uh, a postcard in the mail from not a postcard, an invite for two people to attend um, a dinner at Ruth Chris. And there was like the five things you need to know about the market at this time. I knew exactly what it was, but the temptation right. was so real. Okay. To go have a free dinner at Ruth Chris. Um, but they were offering a free dinner, but you knew it was going to be a presentation. And right. so their money spent on marketing. They had a, um, I'm just giving you an example of this person you're talking. Yeah, yeah. So the envelope that they sent, I bet they spent, it cost them $2 on that envelope. The dinner is going to cost them arguably $50 a person. So let's just say they're going to spend $102 to $125 per lead. Now, what's the return? Who are they targeting? They're targeting people probably in the half a million dollars in net worth to probably $5 million in net worth. But one account like that can mean what? 10,000 a year, Matt? I, I don't know. I mean, if they sell insurance, the number can be even higher. Right, right. So, I mean, that stuff works. That's marketing. Right, and if, and if that's what has worked well for you in the past, keep doing it or tweak it to make it better. Like you were talking about tweaking it. If, if it's, because this, this person was talking about, well, should we run Facebook ads? And I'm like, well, have you run them in the past? Not that there's anything wrong with Facebook ads, but that's not your cup of tea. Your cup of tea is the, and actually theirs is more teaching. So it's more like going and talking to the uh, Rotary Club, you know, about business planning or about retirement planning for business owners. So it was a pretty specific topic. So if that's what works, that's where you spend the money. So, so in that example, you're Ruth Chris, that guy obviously, or person, guy or gal, obviously gets a return on investment or they wouldn't do it, right? Exactly. But I'm guarantee you that they're measuring it because if it's a hundred bucks a plate, I sure as heck want to make sure I get a return on my investment. I'm not just sending out hundred dollar free dinners for nothing, right? So it must work or they wouldn't be doing it. Um, I will tell you that um, in the internet marketing world, and this is where most of the internet, most of the gurus out there who coach people, they don't coach brick and mortar. So, you know, Dan Sullivan's kind of that crossover um, where he, he has some people that are brick and mortar and in the insurance world, which is really not brick and mortar, but it's not an online business. Insurance is still face to face. You know, it, it, right. uh, investing is still face to, face to face. And you have to have a really good rapport before somebody's gonna say, here's my whole portfolio go invest all my money. I trust you. Um, that work that doesn't work so well, but that being said, Dan Sullivan had that crossover, but most people in the coaching world could learn a lot from people who are in the internet marketing world because you ask, I mean, I could go on down the list. You could go Frank Kern. You could ask Grant Cardone. You could ask, um, Tony Robbins their cost to acquire a customer, I would 
bet is in the probably 100 to 150 a customer. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. But yeah, that's a good point. Right, right. When they acquire the customer, I'm not talking about the cost to acquire a lead. Talking right. about the cost to acquire a customer. So they might they might spend a, a hundred dollars and get you know twenty leads, but one person comes in and, and pays for the cost of all those leads. And that lead might have cost them a hundred dollars to get that first sale, and then they got upsells that happen along the way. So um, there's I, I talk about the sales ladder, Matt, you know, the sales ladder, you get them on, on rung one. Now you've paid for your yeah. ad cost. This is why marketing works. You get them on the rung one and you're, you're, you're V you've broken even. The idea is to get them up the ladder, up the sales ladder to step two, step three, step four. Um, I'm trying to think of his, uh, Ryan LaVey. He calls it, you have a, um, in up max. Well, that's only three steps, but that's he, he's talking about the same thing. You right. have a price to get in, then you have an upsell, and then you have a max that you want to get out of that client. So that could be three, three tiers. And you, you, you bring it back to the, to the client of yours who's in the insurance business, or I don't know if she's in insurance. Is she an in investment or insurance? Both, both. So the up, I mean, the in might be, um, I don't know, I mean, would buy you. you yeah, know, I'll, I'll give you an example. It could be like the end could be you're selling long-term care and like they'll make 3000 bucks. So that could be the end to sell a long-term care policy. Then your upsell might be to do a, a financial plan and then your, your all in would be a full-fledged financial plan and give me your investments and life insurance and all this stuff, right? Or it could be your in was a financial plan and you lead with the financial plan and then your up could be long-term care and life insurance. And then your all in is including the assets as well as the insurance. So that's a great parallel you're, you're drawing. Yeah. So, I mean, they, but no matter what, you need something to get them in. I, I, one guy um, years ago, and I'm thankful he did. So I was in the Florida prepaid college program. And uh, with my, so I prepaid the college for my kids. You might've done the same for years, but um, his in was a 529 plan for my kids. So, um, why? Because actually he, um, we were at a lunch and learn and he just, he was just talking to people in the room and, right. and then over a period of time, he figured out that I'm probably okay in this investment. I, and I already had life insurance and I had a lot of things. And then he said, what, uh, what do you have for your kids college? And I said, well, we have the Florida prepaid. He goes, well, what are you going to do about their room and board and the books and all that. I'm like, isn't that included? He goes, no, that's not included. He knew the business. <laughs> and so he right, in with right. it. But then eventually he got, he got my company's 401k and uh, he upgraded our life insurance and there were a lot of different things. But the end for him was that 529 plan, which um, I don't know if you know, I mean, is, is that like a good commission or not? I mean, I don't even know. They, you know, you don't make a lot of money on that. That's definitely a loss leader, but, but that's, so there are financial advisors that specialize in college planning, but here's the pitch. So you come and say, Hey, you've got a kid who's a sophomore in high school, uh, college planning, uh, come to our college planning, how to reduce the cost of college or save for college or college planning. Right. And the idea would be, yeah, we're going to look at you doing a five for nine plan and maybe applying for scholarships. Cause I've got a bunch of databases, but the truth of the matter is I can't help you make that decision of how much to save for little Johnny until I know your entire financial picture. So you see the upsell, 
Yep. I led with college planning because I knew you had a teenager, but I'm really trying to upsell you into, but before I can help you, I need to know everything. They do the same thing in financial planning for uh, social security. So five ways to maximize social security, three ways to increase your benefits, yada, yada, yada. I'll run a, a personal social security analysis for you. But the truth of the matter is, Social Security is just a piece of your overall retirement. So therefore, I need to see your whole financial picture, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could upsell them into the plan, into the insurance, into the asset management. So exactly what you're talking about, you need almost like a, a hook, a, a, a lead magnet. Lead magnet is college planning. Lead magnet is five ways to increase Social Security, right? To get and you in the door. Is to a, lead upsell. a lead magnet is marketing. And so yes. um, I believe there is, if, if I was a financial planner or if I were advising a financial planner, I would say, number one, you need a, you, you need a book, you know, you need a book that you've written and um, it tells who you are. But when you put this on somebody's desk as your business card, okay, that is going to stay on their desk for a while. I mean, that's not something somebody's going to throw in the trash. The entire contents of that may never be read, but because you wrote <laughs> right. the book and you handed it to a potential client, you're elevated. Your status, your lead magnet brought your status way up. And so that book costs you money. It might cost you, you know, four, five dollars to print. It's certainly going to take you a lot longer to put your thoughts on the paper. But um, that being said, that's a lead magnet, and lead magnets are investments in marketing. Um, if you're going to do a lead magnet, you should hire a copywriter at least to advise you on what should be in the book and how to structure it in such a way that it makes your products and services um, irresistible to your ideal clients. Right. Right. I, I agree. I, I, we were kind of at our time, so I was going to kind of wrap up as I sit here thinking about it, which is, you know, how much should you spend on marketing? And basically what we're saying is, don't think of it as spending, think of it as an investment. So that's number one. It's an investment where you're looking for a return on your money. And number two would be make sure you can measure that return on your money. Number three might be test something. Don't just try it willy nilly, you know, test something to make sure. Point number four, make sure you have the right message that these people would be, uh, be appealing to them. Uh, five ways to maximize social security. You talk about, um, uh, we were talking about other lead magnets. I can't even remember like your grounding thing we mentioned before yeah. for electricians, right? And and then test it. And then you, you get a return on investment. And then you can scale it up because you found something that works. And so then you'd be willing to spend an unlimited amount of investments, right? Because if you said spend a thousand and you get $5,000 back, why wouldn't you spend 5,000 and get 25,000 back? Because you found what worked. So I, heard, I think that's kind of full circle. It is full circle, but I heard a, a somebody on a podcast uh, th this week who said his marketing spend is over a million dollars a month. And, and his wife was like, why do you spend a million dollars a month? And, and his response was, because if I don't spend a million a month, I can't make a million a month. Because I know <laughs> right. Every dollar I spend, I make two dollars in profit. So every month I spend that million dollars, and I will spend that million dollars until it stops bringing me a million dollars, and then I'll tweak it. Right. 
and you know, of course, my thought is, well, why don't you spend two million or three? But you know, I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. But he, he's he's got he's got the lifestyle, and isn't that what you want? And that's what marketing is supposed to be. It's supposed to bring enough business that you can pay others to do the work so that you can have the lifestyle that you wanted, that you've dreamed about and the reason for going into business in the first place. Yeah. And I'll say, and I'll, and I add that we, we dropped this in earlier is the marketing isn't one thing. It's not just the tactic of flyers or postcards. It's part of a whole process. It's like we talked about who's my target market. What's my message? What's my lead magnet? How am I going to convert them? And so you really have to have that whole system in place, right? And that's, now I'm going to go into our lead, which is you and I are talking about doing an event sometime in the fall here. We're picking a date to be determined. But that's what we're talking about doing. It's helping them come up with an entire plan of who's my target market? What's my message? What's appealing to them? Let's come up with a game plan and a marketing message and a lead magnet, talking about your copywriting, so they can leave there with a whole marketing plan, right? A marketing blueprint. Right? And I'll tell you, that's in the kind the of event we're talking about. All of that in the event, you'll get all of that in in the event. But what will what will be transparent with you? What are we trying to do? We're trying to help you build the whole thing. And there's and we're going to give you everything you need to set up your marketing at the event, to so that you walk out and you've got a business system in place, Matt. Matt. Matt is so good at systems that him and I working together to get you to help, help you set all this up. But this isn't the end. This is the beginning. We can really help you grow your business and build wealth because that's ultimately what the goal of our event is. And that's the ultimately the goal of profitability MD to help people who watch this show to build wealth, not just marketing long, long-term wealth. Exactly. Right. All right, Dave, where can we find you, buddy? Man, you can find me at davidmulvaney.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. And uh, those are two places. I mean, you can get me on Facebook, David Mulvaney, um, David T. Mulvaney on, on Twitter. How about you, Matt? Perfect. All right, so I'm at 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then Matt Hudgens over at uh, LinkedIn. Good places. Very good. Matt, good conversation today. We could have gone on for hours, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I know. I know. All right. Have a great week. Good stuff, man. See you.